This is 89.1 WEMU, and we're just getting into 2024. The new year brings an exciting new project to Ann Arbor's Burr Park. It will become home to a demonstration pocket forest. What exactly is that, and what benefit does it bring? Well, I want to know the answers to those questions, too. I'm David Fair, and welcome to this week's Issues of the Environment. The Pocket Forest Wheel come through a partnership between the Ann Arbor Chapter of the Citizens Climate Lobby, Ann Arbor Wild Ones, and the Burr Park Children's Wet Meadows Project. Our guest today is a name familiar to some of you. Barbara Lucas, for years, served as reporter on the award-winning environmental feature The Green Room, right here on WEMU. She continued with her environmental journalism and is now serving as a volunteer on this new Burr Park Demonstration Pocket Forest Project. So good to talk with you again, Barbara. Thank you so much for having me. Define a pocket forest for me. We're inspired by the Miyawaki Method, which was invented by Japanese botanist by the name of Akira Miyawaki in the 1970s. And he advocates using only native trees and shrubs planted close together so that they have competition and race to the sun, which brings more carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere faster. And it also, he advocates using, uh, like I said, only native trees and shrubs, and that improves the biodiversity of the area. He's very interested in building community. So there's a lot of benefits to this type of tree planting. As I read it, Miyawaki forests grow 10 times faster, are 30% more dense, and, as you mentioned, contain 100 times more biodiversity. Why is that? The native trees and shrubs, each species supports a wide variety of different specific insects and birds and wildlife. So the more different species you have in a planting, the more different um, species of wildlife you're going to have because they each eat different things. They have different, you know, needs. So he advocates planting 30-plus different species in an area. And also, when you have such a dense planting, you have very rich soil because the you're not uh, raking the leaves underneath. You're let, allowing, you know, nature to processes to go forth. And so you keep the moisture in, You uh, the nutrients are raised. It's just a much better atmosphere for fungal growth, which is, I don't know if you've been hearing about this new research where uh, mycorrhizae under the ground, which is fungal connections between tree roots, are allowing trees to communicate kind of like a worldwide web, and so it's much healthier <laughs> for trees. Pretty exciting. So this is a concept that was developed back in the 1970s. Where are there examples today that show it works as it's designed to? The first one was at the Yokohama National University outside of Tokyo, and that one's almost 50 years old, and it's very tall and really cool. I would love to go to Japan and see all the different forests he had planted there. Uh, The ones that are around the rest of the world, which is pretty much every continent, Europe, Africa, Asia, you know, North and South America, they're all over the place, but they're younger. But recently I traveled to Hamilton, Ontario, where they have a a big program of planting them, including in people's yards. And so there are a lot of good examples to see all over. 
This is Issues of the Environment on 89.1 WEMU, and we're talking about the upcoming Burr Park Forest uh, Pocket Forest Project with Barbara Lucas. She is serving as a volunteer on the project. Now, how did this partnership between the Ann Arbor Chapter of the Citizens Climate Lobby, the Ann Arbor Wild Ones, and the Burr Park Children's Wet Meadow Project come about to create this pocket forest? Um, well, first I want to backtrack and say we do not yet have permission to do our demonstration garden yet. We've only submitted an application to the City Parks Department, and we're confident that, you know, something's going to happen somewhere soon, hopefully next summer. But Is there a possibility this doesn't come to pass at all? It's going to come to pass somewhere, um, but, you know, it's just jumping the gun a bit to say, you know, we don't have permission yet. There's a process that takes time, and we're going to figure that one out, but there's a lot of interest in uh, doing it somewhere, so we're very confident about that. And uh, Burr Park is our first choice because they already have this really exciting uh, program. Janine Palms, who's a former teacher, she and her students built these wet meadows, and they're very rich uh, pollinator habitats, and they also put in a uh, food forest, which is wonderful, and um, Hickory Grove, and then there's the um, Project Grow Community Garden there. There's the elementary school, so many opportunities for kids to learn because these pocket forests are very exciting for, you know, schoolyards around the world are putting in their own because kids can uh, measure the tree growth. They can measure the amount of wildlife that are coming to visit their pocket forests. So it's a, you know, really great learning opportunity. So you mentioned the importance uh, of making sure that it's entirely native species that are planted and uh, stewarded. What is going to be planted there? We're looking at a wide diversity of species. As I mentioned, Milwaukee, you know, advocates 30-plus different types, and they're a mix of um, multi-story. You've got your tall trees, your medium-sized shrubs, and the ground cover layer, and also probably, you know, native flowers as well. And uh, we don't have our species list figured out exactly, but one thing we're doing is encouraging the Wild Ones members who grow native plants in their yard to um, save the little seedlings that are growing up in their yard because, you know, squirrels and birds and such plant oak trees and things that come up and normally you would weed them out. Well, we have a list on the internet that people can go to to say, hey, I've got a oak seedling that I'm going to save for you. So when you plant your garden next fall, we'll we'll look them up and we'll use their seedlings. So it's a low-cost way of utilizing the native plants that are growing in our area. And even if you have to buy trees, like the Washtenaw County Conservation District has a wonderful sale both in the spring and the fall, and you can get trees there for just a couple dollars a piece. So we haven't got our species list figured out yet, but we're really excited to get started on that. Once again, this is 89.1 WEMU, and we're talking with Barbara Lucas about the proposed Burr Park Demo Pocket Forest Project on issues of the environment. So it takes decades for these pocket forests to reach maturity, and um, that way we can get the full benefit of what they have to offer. Is there a way to measure ecological benefits year to year? Well, that's a really interesting question. We reached out to Douglas Tallamy, who is the uh, pretty much a world expert on native plants, and he suggested that we measure the holes in the leaves of the trees and shrubs, which is really exciting because that indicates how many insects are coming to your pocket forest. 
And you normally think of insect damage as a bad thing, but this is actually a really good thing because the insects of our world support our birds. Even the birds that are seed eaters as adults, they have to feed their babies insects because they're high fat content. And so the more insects you have in an area, the richer the biodiversity is supported. So that's an easy way kids could... um, Mark, oh, this, you know, this date we had this many insect holes in this species of trees. And so that that would be pretty fun. Obviously, more forests, better carbon capture. Ann Arbor has a goal of reaching carbon neutrality by 2030, Washington County by 2035. Given the short time between now and then, can these types of forests make a difference that quickly? Or are we taking a longer view with this project? Well, it's both uh, needs to be a longer view, but also... The number of these things that potentially could be put in uh, can really add to the efficacy of them. And they've taken off almost like a fad around the world. And I think part of it is that Milwaukee encouraged community uh, installations, big celebratory events where children, because for small saplings that you're planting and kids can get involved. And it's um, something where schoolyards, you know, teachers are really excited and So they're popping up all over the world, and if you look around, there's so many places where it would be appropriate. There are so many places we could be putting them. So what is next in this proposed demonstration project? Uh, What is the next step in getting it to reality? Well, we're, you know, waiting to hear about our application to the city, and in the meantime, we're working on educational materials. Like, we're trying to encourage people to think that even if they're not going to plant a pocket forest in their own yard, you can use the principles of not planting trees singly uh, apart from each other with lawn in between because the lawn is very uh, dense mat that the rain sheds off of it and you know contributes to flooding. We want people to um, plant multi-story. You know, if you're going to plant some trees, plant a trio, plant some shrubs under them, plant some native flowers under them. Don't put grass under it, mulch under it. Don't rake your leaves. Rake your leaves back into the little pocket forest that you've created in your yard. Barbara, uh, it's been great talking with you, and I look forward to updates on this project. I think it's going to be exciting to see not only the first one that comes to fruition, but those that follow. So thank you very much for uh, sharing the information. Thank you, and I'd like to encourage people to go to our website, which is pocketforest.org. There they can see the video that we've created, and also they can contact us there. And you will find the link to that on our website as well at wemu.org. That is Barbara Lucas, volunteer on the Burr Park Demonstration Pocket Forest Project, which is being created through a partnership between the Ann Arbor Chapter of the Citizens Climate Lobby, Ann Arbor Wild Ones, and Burr Park Children's Wet Meadows Project. Issues of the Environment is produced in partnership with the Office of the Washtenaw County Water Resources Commissioner, and you hear it every Wednesday. I'm David Fair, and this is your community NPR station, 891 WEMU-FM, Ypsilanti.